So glad you're with us as we begin this new year here at City Church. Several years back, we started this little tradition of just doing Reset Sunday, the first Sunday of the year. And part of it is that the new year is new opportunity. There's new opportunity for growth, and it's kind of hitting the reset button. And maybe you've been traveling, maybe you've been with family out of your normal routines in the beginning of the year, is kind of getting back in routines. And today is not about setting you know, New Year's resolutions, but it is about setting our face forward about what God wants to do in us and through us in this new year. Amen? And Reset Sunday has really been about this. It's a time to prayerfully enter the new year with both expectation and intentionality. With expectation and intentionality to say, man, I don't want to just kind of waltz into this aimlessly, but I want to walk into this new year with expectation, intentionality. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a short devo here. It's not going to be a normal message. You're welcome. We're going to go back into a time of corporate prayer and worship together, okay? Tonight, or excuse me, this morning is a lot more like our midweek service like we do in the evenings, on Thursday evenings, and that this morning is going to be a lot more of just us going before God together. It's not really going to be a spectator service. It's going to be about you entering in and saying, God, what do you want from me today in this new year? What do you want to do in me and through me? And there's really two declarations that I want to give us, two very simple things as we just set our face forward as we start this new year. And the first one is this, we are expectant that God wants to do something new in us. We are expectant that God wants to do something new in us. Like we believe that God is at work right now in our lives and all around us, amen? The Holy Spirit is constantly active. You may not sense it, you may not feel it, you may be going through a difficult time, you may go through a time where God just feels distant, where it seems like the emotions aren't there and it just, you're in a dry and weary land. How many know God is at work? God never stops working. That person sitting next to you at work who you think is like the spawn of Satan, guess what? God is at work. It may not seem like it. God's at work. And today we're praying this prayer. God, I want everything that you have for me. I don't want to leave anything on the table. I'm expecting you to move. I'm expecting you to speak. I'm expecting you to break through. I'm expecting you to use me. I'm expecting you, God, to break through in my life. What I carried into 2020, the end of 2023, I'm not carrying into 24. I want to walk in freedom. How many know it's so easy to get stuck in our past or our current situation? It's so easy just to stay there. It's so easy to, to stay in neutral, to like just live aimlessly. Like I don't really know where I'm going, but I hope I, I end up there, right? I was trying to explain to my kids the other day, before we had all these apps on our phones that just told you what turn to take, you used to have like a map or an atlas in your car. Anybody remember that? like the McNally's Atlas where you'd have to pull over and, you, and, and sometimes you just kind of guessed, you think it's that way, so you just keep going in that general direction. Some of you young people, that was a thing. You actually had to read a map or you had to print out the instructions on MapQuest before you left the house. You guys remember that day? I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. We're not living aimlessly, are we? We're pouring our face towards what God wants to do. I want to read this passage real quick. The people of Israel had gone into exile in the, in, in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah is multifaceted, and it takes us from exile to hope to promise to re restoration. I mean, we go on this massive journey in the book of Isaiah. But the people of Israel had experienced incredible difficulty. They had gone through it. 
struggle, difficulty, exile, all of the things because of their rebellion and sin. How many know God's judgment is never in order to destroy you, but always in order to restore you? And so he's always trying to bring the people of God back into restoration. Because of your sin and rebellion, you've gone into exile, but guess what? I'm gonna restore what's broken because now through your pain, you understand what I wanna do in you and through you. And so he's bringing them back, but guess what? They don't see it. Because life had been so hard and difficult, how many know it's just easy to stay there? Just stuck. They had stopped believing that God wanted to do something new. They couldn't even see it anymore. No, the pain has blurred our vision of anything, any hope, any future. Look what God says to the prophet Isaiah in, in chapter 43, verse 16. He says, this is what the Lord says, who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. What is God doing? He's saying, hold on, let me just remind you who I am for a second, because you've already forgotten I'm the God who delivered you from the Egyptians when you were in slavery. I brought you into this land. Like I led you out of evil into deliverance and just to stop for a minute because you've forgotten that I'm that God who did that in your life. Even this morning, it's easy to forget, isn't it? Where God has brought you. Let's go on, it gets better. Verse 18, he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing what? I am doing a, I'm doing a new thing. Look at this next line that it says, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Can can you even see it, people of Israel? Do you even know what I wanna do? Are you so stuck in what's happened? You can't even see past what's right in front of you. He goes on, he's saying, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give Drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Look at verse 22. This is telling right here. Yet you have not called on me, Jacob. Jacob is is Israel. But you don't call on me. Here I am. I'm right in front of you. I'm ready to do this miraculous new thing, yet you don't even call on me. You don't even see me. Like the pain and the burdens of life have so worn you down, you can't dream again. You have not wearied yourself from me, Israel. You have not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, nor honored me with your sacrifices. I have, not burdened, uh, I have not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not brought any fragrant calamus for me, or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices. But you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offenses. You're not even bringing me offerings anymore. You're not even asking. There's no hope in you to think about what could be, what I wanna do. Do you even see it? In fact, I I think God's like, people of Israel, do you even care? Do you even want this? Do you want me to do a new thing in you? Do you want me to revive things that have been broken down and dead? Or are we just gonna go through the motions again? Are we just gonna keep living in the past? What are we doing? We are expecting that God wants to do something new to us. And the second declaration is this. We choose to intentionally seek him above all other things. This year, we're gonna believe that God's gonna do something new. And number two, we're gonna seek him above any and all things. How many know we naturally develop an appetite for what we choose to feed on? Isn't that how things go? Like what you put in your body over and over again, you actually develop an appetite, a craving for those things. Our desires follow our appetites. 
So the question is this, what are we hungry for? Like, what do we desire? The things that you pursue in your life, you will begin to crave. Some of us lack a hunger for more of God because we feed on everything else but him. You, you look at yourself and you're like, man, that fire, that passion, maybe you've never had it, but maybe you can go back to a time in your faith where you're like, man, I was passionate for the things of God. Where did that go? Why don't I feel that? How many know you develop a hunger for what you feed on? And sometimes spiritual maturity is taking yourself by the face and pointing yourself in the direction and saying, I'm not feeling it, but guess what, God, I'm going to give you everything in this moment because you're worthy of it, regardless of I feel it, amen? Some of us lack that hunger of God because we're feeding on the world. We're feeding on everything else, the pleasures, the, the things of this world. We, we constantly are feeding ourselves on things that can't supply and can't fill. And God's saying, if you would only feed on me, I would supply everything that's lacking. We do this in our lives, what we feed on, right? I mean, there's a reason why today, like so many people are addicted to this. In fact, the studies that are coming out that people can't go, like especially young people can't go for like more than five, 10 minutes without touching this. It's an addiction, right? Because I feed on it because I grab it and I look at it and my screen time notification just came up for this next week. So that's not a good timing, right? (laughs) It's a little too close to home. Like I have to touch my phone all the time because I, I, what, I've developed that habit. So I crave technology. I, I, in fact, I'm so distracted that I, I constantly have to be on it because whatever you feed, right, you develop an appetite for. What if we became intentional about feeding on him, his presence? Our appetites and our desires begin to change. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. Developing a rhythm and a discipline of prayer is one of the hardest things to do and, and it also brings the greatest results in your life. The transformation. When you, you get into a soul space where you become passionate about prayer and you can sit in the presence of God, let me tell you, the amount of contentment and life and transformation that begins to flow in your heart will be like nothing you ever experienced. But how many know you're gonna have to fight for it? Because everything and everyone will demand your attention, will want every single time that you have left, but it'll transform us. Here's the question as I'm, I'm wrapping this up this morning. What would your weekly or maybe even your daily rhythms and routines look like if your hunger for more of God was your greatest desire? What would your day look like if, if your greatest desire was more of him? How would it change where you go or what you did or when you woke up or when you went to bed or the rhythms and routines? If that was your greatest desire, what would change? What would change? We want to develop a greater hunger for God. Let me just tell you, uh, 2024 at City Church is a year where this place becomes a house of prayer, where we're going to lean into a deeper level. If you're not for times of corporate prayer of gathering together, you're going to be wildly disappointed the rest of this year, right? There's some great churches in our city. Go be blessed, all right? (laughs) But this year for us, 2024, is a year of prayer. Next Sunday, we launch a series, Teach Us to Pray, where the disciples go to Jesus. Jesus, teach us to pray. And he leads them through the most powerful prayer that millions and billions of Christians throughout the world recite every day and every week. And we're going to lean into that. It's going to take us up to Lent. Lent is the season of the year in the Christian calendar where we journey to the cross together as we fast and we pray. This Lent season, throughout the week, we're gonna have gathered prayer times up here where we're gonna be gathering together to to do nothing but seeking God. And nobody's gonna be there to like tell you what to do or what to say. No, we're gonna gather in a room with no desire more than just to 
to meet God. This year, we're gonna launch a prayer room right around the corner here that's gonna be open throughout the week. This summer, we're gonna launch that where you're gonna be able to go in and walk through like stations of the Lord's prayer. This place will become a house of prayer. This is the incredible life that God offers us in his kingdom for those who intentionally seek him. This is so repeated in scripture. If you will seek me, I will show up and I will move in you and through you. The question is this, what are we hungry for? What is it that we desire? What, what are your appetites? Have we developed appetites for everything but him? Have we filled every space in our lives with things that, we, that even if we wanted to meet with God, we've just kind of drowned it out, we've pushed him out, like we're so busy, we're so distracted that every moment we fill it with something, what are we hungry for? And my prayer in 2024 for you and for me is that maybe we would reorient some things back to a passionate pursuit for God. Look, I wanna look at this as, as we close this time. The precedent that Jesus establishes in the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount, the greatest message and the greatest sermon Jesus ever preached and the bullseye of what the kingdom of God looks like. If you wanna know what the kingdom of God looks like in its fullness, go to Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Look what Jesus says in Matthew 5, 6. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be what? They will be? How many know all of us are looking to be filled? And Jesus tells you in this passage who will be filled and who will remain empty. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, after the ways of God for him, because guess what? They're not gonna be lacking. Look what he says in Matthew chapter six, verse 33. Jesus says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and what? And all, and all these things will be given to you as well. What are all these things? Everything that you need and more. All the things that you lack and that you want, Jesus says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. If you would seek me, guess what? You're never gonna be lacking. You'll never want anything else. Let's continue on, Matthew chapter seven. You see this theme that Jesus gives us over and over again? It's, it's, it's consistent all the through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter seven, verse seven. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What's Jesus saying? If you don't ask and you don't knock, guess what? You won't receive. If you're not willing to come to me and ask, you won't receive what I have for you. Life to the fullest, the riches of the kingdom of God are given to those who will pursue him, who will seek him, who will ask for him. Stand to your feet with me this morning. I told you it was short. This is not a regular Sunday. Reset Sunday is a time where we just, we're gonna enter in with expectation. And we're about to go into a time of prayer. And during this time of prayer, we're just gonna seek God. We're not gonna entertain you. There's no one, there may be somebody leading a prayer, but guess what? This is a time and a moment for you just to go after God. You're setting your face in 2024 towards him. And we're declaring two things. God, I'm expecting something new. I'm expecting something new. 
I'm not gonna live in the past, the old ways. God, you're up to something new. I perceive it and I'm gonna walk into it. I'm leaving behind some things, right? I'm turning the corner. I'm not bringing that with me. Whatever baggage or weight that you've been carrying, guess what? God is here today to lift that. In pre-service prayer, we've specifically prayed for some of those things. Like we already prayed for you, for God to, to deliver and to set free. His presence is here today. God wants to do that. The second thing we're declaring, we're gonna seek you above all else. Regardless of how I feel in this moment, God, I'm gonna seek you, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna knock, I'm gonna hunger, I'm gonna thirst after more of you. Because you said if I'd ask, if I'd seek, if i knock, guess what, you're gonna respond, you're gonna open the door. How many know we do not dictate a move of God, right? We don't get to dictate revival, renewal, when or how God chooses to do that. What, what our responsibility is, is pursuit. And then we allow God to do what God wants to do. We're not manufacturing a move of God. We're not trying to bring some kind of manifestations of, of the spirit. We are pursuing God and allowing God to move however God wants to move. That's what we do in this place. And we're gonna lean into that right now. Right where you're at, I just want you to close your eyes. I want you to find a space right now, just right where you're at. God, we're expectant for you to do something new. We're expectant today. Not the same old, same old. We're not gonna do the same old things and expect different results. Can we just start 2024, this new year, kind of hitting the reset button a little bit? God, we have put things above you and we have made them idols. We have hungered for things above you and we're sorry. God, we go to a time of just corporate repentance. God, I'm sorry for putting things above you. God, I'm sorry for once again thinking that I could find life outside of you. And this morning, God, we just confess we're hungry for you. Hungry for the things of God. City Church, right where you're at, I just want you to pray right where you're at. Right where you're at, seek God. You don't need somebody else to help you right now, right where you're at. Begin to stir up a hunger for more of him. God, I want you today. God, I desire you today. I'm gonna ask two people on our elders team, Craig and Gloria, if you guys would come up here. They're gonna lead us into a time of prayer right now. As we just come into this year expectant. Come on, City Church, don't get weary in it. Pursue God right now. Don't get weary in it. We're gonna enter this year pursuing him. If you guys would just lead us during this time. Father, we thank, thank you. you. Father. Yeah. Lord, you are good. You are the only one who is holy and righteous. Yeah. Just as Matt said, God, I pray that you would forgive us. Lord, we repent. Yes. We repent of... Yeah. Our distraction. Yeah. Thank we you, repent Father. of our greed. Thank you, Father. God, we repent of the things in our lives that we have made into idols yeah. that come nowhere yeah. near you or your glory. Yes. Thank you, Father. God, we desire for your kingdom 
to come and your will to be done. But God, I pray that that would be our number yes. one desire above anything yeah. else. Yeah. Thank you, Father. We do expect you to do something new, Father. We ask that you wouldn't just renew, but God, that you would make it completely new. With each year, Lord, we are reminded of um, newness and that you are the creator of newness. So God, I pray that if this year is bringing yeah. a new job, a new marriage, a new baby, That's right. yes. a new year, God, maybe without a loved one, I just pray, Lord, that you would be glorified in that yeah. and that we would seek you above anything else. Lord, we want to glorify you with our lives. Help us to love one another, God. I just pray that if there's any conflict that the enemy wants to use against us as a body, God, that you would not let any weapon formed against us prosper. That we would stand united under the banner of Christ. God, we know that you are most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in you. So allow us to be totally yeah. and completely satisfied in you. Yeah. Yeah. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Lord, we pray that this year you would renew our joy in you. Yeah. Lord, I am guilty of looking outside of you for joy and life and fulfillment. And Lord just as you foretold in scripture, Lord, there are wells that do run dry and that we have to come back to constantly. And we pretend that they're living water and we pretend that they're living bread, but Lord, they always leave us thirsty. They always leave us hungry. And I'm guilty of that too, Lord. I pray that you would forgive me and forgive us, Lord, when we're jaded, Lord when we're calloused, when we see spiritual discipline or prayer, Lord, as just a duty, when we just see it as something that we have to do to be good Christians, Lord, I pray that you would renew the joy and the life that is in you. I pray that you would give life to our tongues when we read your word, that, Lord, it would be as sweet as honey. That, Lord God, we would refine, rediscover, renew, Lord, the life that is in you. As you say, you are the living bread. You are the living water that whoever partakes of you will never thirst again, Lord. May we have a desperation for that. And where there is not, Lord, where there is death in our tongues, where there is death in our body, we pray, Lord, for conviction that we know, Lord God, is sharp and yet it is comforting. Lord, we just pray that you would help us to see where we have placed things in front of you, where we have sought life, where there can be no life. Lord, and help us to throw down those idols. Help us, Lord, to worship you and you alone. And Lord, may we remember that just as the father looks for the prodigal son right. to come down the road yes, and yes, girds yes. his loins and runs toward him, not yeah. with condemnation, That's right. That's not right. with a wagging finger, not with a how dare you, That's right. not with an I told you so, yeah. but with love and with grace and with a tearful, sobbing embrace. 
Lord, may we rush back to you and know that you accept us exactly as we are. Lord, you say, blessed are the pure in heart. That does not mean perfect and unblemished. That means as it is in nature. That means in our, nat- in our natural state, Lord, may we come to you just as we are, not putting on a religious or spiritual mask, but may we come to you as we are in 2024. Yeah. Lord, may we seek you and may we find you. Lord, my prayer this year is that this congregation, that your body, that we may know you, that we may love you, and that we may enjoy you today and forevermore. In your gracious and resurrected name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, we receive that. Hey, we're about to go into a time of just worship together. I want, I want to do this. Man, if there's something that you feel like right now, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, something you've carried, an addiction, a weight, something that even just right now, there's, you feel like the Holy Spirit is brought up, you know it's there, and you're like, I don't... I don't wanna carry that into this next year. I don't, I, I, God, I need breakthrough in this certain area. I'm not gonna embarrass you, you don't have to come forward or anything like that, but if that's you right here, would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. Yeah, a lot of people. Here's what I want you to do right now. I want you to hold that before God. Would you do that just with your hands like this? Just hold it before him. Craig just prayed into this. Man, you have a heavenly father who's running to meet you who says, I see your brokenness and your pain. I wanna carry it, I wanna take it, right? Holy Spirit, we give this to you. We give you these afflictions, the sin, the pain, the hurt. God, the the feelings of being emotionally overwhelmed, the depression, Father, the darkness, the feeling of distance from you, of just not being able to sense your presence. God, we give that to you today. God, the bitterness and the pain of something that's happened to me, that resentment that I'm holding on to right now, God, I give it to you. Of something that was said about me that I didn't deserve, I give that to you right now. We give you these things, Father. We don't wanna carry those weights. We don't wanna carry that into this next year, Father. We wanna live freely and lightly, God, so we give you that. We lay it before you. Take it. God, I pray for every one of these people that have raised their hands, God, right now, God, that you are removing burdens, that you're, you're setting free, you're breaking through. That's what your Holy Spirit does. God, right now, by the power of your Spirit, not through our work, not through my work, not through our words or our efforts, but by your spirit, through the work of Jesus on the cross, God, we ask, we seek, we knock right now as the people of God. God, we wanna walk in freedom this year. We want everything that you have for us. God, right now, break through, God, set free in the name of Jesus. God, that strongholds, the place where the enemy has had a hold and a grip would be set free and loosened. Set free right now. God, those enemies, the the place where the enemy has a hold of addiction, of addiction, that you've been fighting constantly and you feel like you're constantly in this cycle. God, right now, break them free. Break free. Break free. Break free. Lord, we thank you for that. We just want more of you today.
More of you, Father. More of you. This morning in pre-service prayer, I went to Exodus chapter 33. In that passage where Moses is at the tent of meeting and he says, God, if your presence doesn't go with us, the people of Israel from here don't send us because we can't do this. And God says, my presence is gonna go with you. I'm gonna go before you. And there's something about Moses. Moses was very timid, didn't wanna do any of this. And all of a sudden, Moses becomes this mighty man of God where in Exodus chapter 33, he says, okay, great. Now I want you to do even more for me, God. I want you to show me your glory. You know why Moses got to see the glory of God? Because he had the boldness to ask for it. No other reason. God was like, okay, you can't see all of my glory or you wouldn't live, but go hide yourself in the rock and I'm gonna pass by you and you're gonna see the backside of my glory so you can live. As we go into this time of worship, let me tell you, can we just be bold enough to ask? God, I want, I want everything. Hold nothing back. Everything that you have for me and want to do, I'm gonna ask, because if I ask, you said you'd show up. Let's worship together, let's ask.